So welcome to the Geeks of the Gates, uh, which is being recorded at a completely different time to the last episode of the Geeks of the Gates you heard. Mm-hmm. We're not all still sitting in a weird room full of Russian dolls. We're really not. We are going to talk probably briefly. We're probably going to do a massive episode. It might even be a two-parter about Doctor Who in January when the current season has finished. But we can't allow there to be this much of a different Doctor Who series uh, on our screens without some kind of comment. Um, if it wasn't for the fact that we haven't done a podcast since March, we would have talked about this already. But And last week, obviously, we had to talk about Stan Lee uh, last week, because it was totally a week ago when we recorded that. So, uh, by complete coincidence, I am joined by the same people that were with me last week. So I'm going to go around the table in the other direction. We are joined by the marvellous Steve Dempster, geek, pub quiz master, king of geeks, and moderately sane scientist. Good evening. We are rejoined by the wonderful hat aspirational carpenter and artist. Hello. And once again, we have Jack Sinclair, um, raconteur, podcaster, and knitwear fanatic. Hello. And of course, me, Reggie Rigby, um, aspiring writer, person who's too lazy to actually write anything, um, and commentary tailor. Uh, And so, Doctor Who, it's back! I actually wanted to go back and listen to the previous episode that we did predicting what was going to happen in Doctor Who this season. Because um, I think so far, everything that we were expecting to happen hasn't really happened. We haven't had Bradley Walsh being accused of being the Doctor and the Doctor being yep. accused of his sidekick. None of it's happened. And Thank God. It's so much better than I thought it was going to be. I th- I'm going to be honest, I thought it was going to be great. I don't know why I had any faith in chief writer of Torchwood season one, Chris Chibnall. Uh, the man who oversaw the Cyberwoman oh. and and the first episode, um, which was the alien sex monster. Um, <laughs> they were the worst. Those two episodes um, were so I bad. I quite like Torchwood season one, but only in a because it's so bad, it's good. And to be fair to Chris Chibnall, he wrote Cyberwoman. He did not design the suit. I think it's very important <laughs> to not blame Chris Chibnall for that god-awful aluminium bikini thing, which didn't even suit the poor, poor woman they put it on. I'm going to have to Google that one. I don't know. Oh, it's... I don't, don't, please don't do that. Please, no. please don't Google it. Please don't do that. And if, you, <laughs> just, and if you're doing it now, Steve, I, don't show it to me. I do not need to see it again. I kind of want to rewatch Torchwood just so I can get, like, in a Chibnall headspace. But then I would have to sit through those two horrifying episodes and I don't really want to. The only wonderful thing about those episodes is it has Yanto popping up with um, little cups of espresso. Yanto is so... I love Yanto. So first... <laughs> I've, I've just shown Jack the picture of Torchwood Cyberwoman. Isn't I've just it the worst Googled. thing you've ever seen? I thought... We Links in the show them. notes, folks, but please, God, don't follow them. Why was that a creative decision? Do you know what? This is an adult genuinely. show, not a kid's show, so we're going to do this. Genuinely, oh genuinely, I think that costume was designed by the budget department. <laughs> <laughs> this was what we had left over. It was quite cheap. <laughs> you could have at least because there's just not a lot of it. Wrapping oh. it in tinfoil would maybe be uh, better, but yeah. yeah. And if we're fair, the alien sex monster was a reasonably attractive young lady who had sex with random men and drained their life essence and turned them to dust. You mean life force? The movie Life Force. That's the movie Life Force. <laughs> Do you know what I'm going to say? And this is a sentence I never thought I would ever hear myself say. Life Force did it better. Whoa. That's a bold statement. <laughs> it was a bad episode. 
Um, really, really bad. We're, we're not here to talk about torture. We're here to talk about Doctor Who season eleven. Yeah. So it's good, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, Bradley Walsh is way less awful than I expected. Yeah. Bradley Walsh. I, I'm going to drop. Is this a minor na- name drop? He's not a household name, so it's, it's it's a small clang. It is a bit of a clang. A friend of mine. I think I can actually get away with calling him a friend. He's a convention friend. Um, I've seen him at every convention I've been to since 1998. Mike Collins, who is the storyboard artist on Doctor Who. And I saw him at Thought Bubble in September. Um, Hat's now looking, oh Christ, I've heard this story so many times already. It's all good. <laughs> but I, don't have to, I certainly haven't told you it, so no? there you go, Jack. I'm telling Jack. <laughs> and everybody listening. And everybody listening. Yeah. Uh, and we got talking about Doctor Who, and we, had, we talked for a while and he didn't say anything about it because he signed a non-disclaimer disclosure agreement and he wouldn't anyway do spoilers because he's a good bloke um but the, the only things he would say is that well, first of all he had a massive grin on his face through the whole conversation and mike is a hardcore whovian he's been a who, a who fan his entire life and he's older than me so that's a long time <laughs> and i said um i i was really excited for jodie whittaker but i thought Bradley Walsh smacked of the sort of stunt ca- casting that gave us Bonnie Langford. And he thought for a second and said, nah, Catherine Tate. And I thought, yeah, we're all right then. If it's that kind of stunt casting, we're fine. And I think Bradley Walsh has been an absolute revelation. He's, he's, mm. I think currently he's the heart of um, note, the, the, note, the show. Note for American listeners, because I know we've got a couple. In America, you won't know Bradley Walsh from... <laughs> lucky people! ...from <laughs> anything other... <laughs> Than Doctor this season of Doctor Who, and perhaps if it aired over there, the Law and Order UK show, he was all right in, that. in which which he was in, and he was okay in, and which I hadn't realised was had Chris Chibnall involved in it, which makes me think that Chibnall was hiring his mates because of course Jodie Whittaker was in Broadchurch, and that makes sense actually as a showrunner, you would hire people you knew you could work with, so that makes sense. I'm not like accusing nepotism or anything, um, but Bradley Walsh over here is known as a game show host. He hosts uh, a show called The Chase, which I have a sneaking fondness for, um, and which, weirdly, is on ITV at the moment at the same time as Doctor Who. So Bradley Walsh is in a, is in a ratings battle with Bradley Walsh, which is awesome. <laughs> and what a world we live in. He's, <laughs> he was in Coronation Street, I think. He, so, you know, he's got some acting chops, but it's Coronation Street, so they're not very big. Um, and yes, I'm dissing Coronation Street. And he's a comedian, and I'm using that term like very loosely. So loosely. He's, yeah, he's kind of variety TV entertainer. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Is he singer as well? Oh, yeah, because he's that kind of variety entertainer. He's, yeah. he, I mean, he's, he's living in the wrong decade, basically. Oh, absolutely. He's, his career is from the 1960s, as is some of his material. I'm blown away by him. I think he's fantastic. I think the, the level of the amount of nuance he brings to Graham, I think, is brilliant. I really hope he gets BAFTA nominated. I think he deserves it. I, I love um, that. That's the thing I never thought I'd say about Bradley Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting him to be so awful and, like, really just the worst part of it. And he's not in any way. And I actually like him and it horrifies me a, a little bit. In a very real sense, he's the heart of that team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's, the one, he's the one who takes Yaz... And sorry, pause for the spoiler horn. <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> Spoilers! Spoilers throughout. If you haven't seen Doctor Who, watch it before you listen to this. Just do. And apologies to Jack, who's only seen episode one. That's his fault. It's fine. He could have watched more. <laughs> um, you know, his const- constantly developing relationship with Ryan is, you know, there's genuine growth there. Mm. And Ryan is becoming a, 
He's, he's never getting that fist bump. Oh, he is. Which is so realistic. He's, he's going to get that. It's um, going to be the I most really heartbreaking think, moment when it happens. The way, takes, the way he takes Yaz to one side in whichever episode he is, uh, in um, Demons of the Punjab. Yeah. yeah. And, and she's furious that her grandmother's not told her the truth about her. Her, her wedding and she was the first woman married to the Punjab but it wasn't to Yaz's granddad and what's that you know, why does she not know my grandma's been lying to me and he takes her to one side and says look this is her story it's, it's her story to tell or not tell mm. you know you've got to cut her some slack there, there, there are going to be reasons why she hasn't told you these things yeah and yeah, and, and I think it's nice that you've got the companions and you've got basically the the kids, essentially, with, with Ryan and Yaz that are there for the younger audience, but the fact that you have a more mature companion with them as well, who's not just the the person that's going to get them into trouble or the person that's going to sort of be there providing them with information of the history, other than the Doctor as well. I think he's, he's a really great character. I, 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 I can't... I'm scared for him because I'm worried that he's not going to make it to the end of the season. Yeah, I have a similar fear. I, and speaking of people who didn't get to the end of the season, since we haven't mentioned the Doctor yet, let's not... Um, gotta be honest, a little bit annoyed about Grace still. So mad. Um, Enraged. I've, I've gotten over it a bit. I think my first comment online about the new series of Doctor Who was that that was an amazing first episode. I think it's probably my favourite debut of a new Doctor since it came back. Mm. Jodie Whittaker is amazing. Not a big fan that they fridged a woman of colour in episode yeah. one. Yeah. I think I've got over it a little bit. I don't think it was fridging per se, but I still wish they'd done something else i wish they'd done i wish they'd done it some other way yeah yeah um i i mean i love that we've got that interracial relationship between graham and grace um and obviously graham's nan had to be a woman of color so that was the only casting choice they had they didn't have to pick bradley walsh though (laughs) but yeah they, they didn't have to pick bradley walsh but but they clearly had also made that decision yeah you know I, I think we, we we clearly had the casting of the Doctor and her friends mm. um, before we had a script. Yeah. Um, I just wish they could have written themselves out of the corner they put themselves in. Clearly, uh, Ryan and Graham need a motivation. But I thought we'd agreed we weren't going to kill women to give men motivation anymore. Yeah. I thought that was a thing we said we weren't going to do. And it works. And I guess it's... I mean, teaching him to ride a bike would have worked. Just, just that. It's... Like, they could have just left it at that. It, yeah, I don't know. It's but I mean, Grace had to be dead for them to bookend the first episode yeah. with Ryan's vlog. Yeah, yeah. Because initially we're supposed to think he's talking. You know, he's talking about the greatest woman I've ever met, and we're supposed to think he's talking about the Doctor. Yeah. And then at the end, it's his grandma because she's died. You know, and the, I, I get the emotional beat of that. I can't quite bring myself to say it's lazy writing. I just, I just wish they'd done it better. There, there could have been another way. I mean, it's not anywhere near as horrific as the appalling scripting choices they made in The Blam. Horrendous. Uh, which, as we record this, is the most recent episode of Doctor Who. Which I haven't seen yet. Um, which me and Hat might slag off later. <sighs> because it's not my least favourite episode of Doctor Who ever, because that's Kill the Moon and nothing will ever be like <laughs> <laughs> um, It's coming up every time, though, doesn't but, it? <laughs> but it's right up there with Kill oh, the Moon. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. Um, and again, like Kill the Moon, it could have been amazing. With slightly different choice. Anyway, we're not. let's not do that. Later. Let's talk about Yes. I love her so much. Like, I, I used to... Please do not string me up for saying this. I used to watch Hollyoaks. Sorry, that's allowed. And I... Because I had time, and now I don't. Yeah, you were once a teenager with nothing better to do right? in the evening. Uh, no, I was in my 20s. Let's not mess about. I was... <laughs> I was a student, yeah. And I used to watch Hollyoaks. And she was in Hollyoaks. And so when I saw her cast in Doctor Who, I was like, 
this is going to be interesting. We have uh, Bradley Walsh and a girl that's up to this point only really done Hollyoaks. Oh, I'm worried. Oh, I'm worried. And I liked her character in Hollyoaks. And I liked her as like an actress in Hollyoaks, but I couldn't see how you how that would translate. I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw episode one and I was like, I love you. I think you're wonderful. And I can completely see how this is going to work out. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, okay, this... This all makes more sense. I think the way they introduce her, I love that the first time we see Yaz, she's in a police uniform, being a bloody good copper, mm. yeah. with the, um, you know, solving the, the, can we just agree that you shouldn't have done that, and you shouldn't have done that, so you pay for that damage, you pay for that damage, we'll all agree that parking around here is a nightmare, and I don't have to take this any further. And that's, that's proper community policing. Yeah. She's a really good copper. And later on uh, in the Spider episode, when the bodyguard pulls the gun, she doesn't identify herself as a police officer, but she stands in front of everybody else and immediately goes into, all right, so if we can just all calm down and put the gun down, and the hand's out, and she's you know she's interposing. She's a bloody good copper. Mm. And it's not made a big thing of. She's not a wonder cop. No. You know, she's she's really frustrated because she's second year probationary and so she never gets to do anything fun and she's hassling a sergeant for more responsibility and he won't give it to her we've got all that going up but she's just really competent and good and calm yeah and i adore her she's fantastic there's i there's not a bad thing i can say about any of the companions i think they're all no and ryan ryan ryan's great yeah. i love that he has to climb a ladder uh, yeah. five minutes. Yeah. And I, I love his. I love that he's dyspraxic. Yeah. I, lo- I love that so many people's response to the first episode was, "What the hell's dyspraxia, and yeah. why don't I know about it?" Yeah. yeah. You know, I've taught dyspraxic kids. Yeah. He's too. a re- he's a really good representation of what dyspraxia mm-hmm. is. He's perfectly capable of doing most things, but he's really bloody clumsy and he's not good at ladders. So yeah, I, I, I love these companions. I love the fact as well that there's so many people going. It's gone too PC and the, the, the art society. Well, these people have clearly never seen Doctor Who Isn't before. That, it's always been PC. It's <laughs> yeah, I mean, been. I know I'm 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 probably watched more classic Who than most of the rest of you. That'd be fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't missed an episode since 1983, and it's. Yeah, even when they reran it on BBC Two, and I watched it every night after school, I don't think I managed to catch up with you. Uh, uh, it did so, through the nineties. And, and classic Doctor Who in the nineteen eighties was essentially a long rant against Thatcherism. Yes. It wasn't even bloody subtle. No. You know, it, Doctor Who's always been PC. Doctor Who's always been that. That's, that's what the Doctor is, and anyone who hasn't spotted that hasn't been paying attention, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You can, you're allowed to not like that, but one of the things I also like about the new the new Who new new Who new new I think new, we have, new, I think new. we have to call it contemporary Who, who are modern <laughs> modern Who at this point because it ain't new it's been around for thirteen years. How's that? Season eleven. I mean current yeah. series Who. Okay, so one of the things I like about it is that they've gone to historical places and taught historical things that people don't necessarily know. Mm. Which, if we go back to your original Who, ah, that was the point. Yeah, that's it, why it was created. Yeah. yeah. So anyone complaining about that PC-ness is like, actually, they're doing what... You want to think that we're not fans? Because we actually think this is good? Well, please go back to the beginning and I, remember what Who was created for. It was created to teach kids history. I love the... Just on the the, 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 the naysayers who are having a go at people who like this season and saying, oh, you're not fans of proper Who kind of thing. Neil Gaiman tweeted after the first episode something along the lines of, that was amazing, Jodie Whittaker is the Doctor, that's fantastic. And somebody... Re- replied with, all oh, right, so you're a fan of the new stuff then, not, not a fan of the classic stuff. And Neil Gaiman's reply is, 
My first experience of Doctor Who was in 1963 with the second episode of The Cavemen, which you'd know if you'd read the introduction I wrote twice upon a time. <laughs> I love Cavemen. Um, people that, on Twitter well, it's so great. Something very similar happened to Paul Cornell. Yeah. Um, Paul Cornell tweeted something similar, and somebody, some asshole, tweeted something similar back. You know, you're not a proper fan. Of and somebody, Paul, Paul Cornell didn't reply. Somebody else replied, you know this guy's written every single version of the Doctor, don't you? Because Paul Cornell has. He's written all, 30, all 13 Doctors now. Well, all 12. I don't think he's written anything for Whittaker. But he's written all 12, uh, either on screen, because he's got screen credits for Doctor Who, yeah. or in, in prose comics, or in yeah. comics. Yeah. He's so, written all of them. I saw a great one as well, which was, it, it was a Twitter feed with essentially, I love the 1980s kind of uh -huh. thing. And it was a picture of Tom Baker. Like, this is my Doctor. He fights Daleks and Cybermen. And then somebody came back and sort of said, I think you'll find Tom Baker during the 80s never went up against a Dalek or a Cyberman. He fought, he didn't, no, in the 1980s he didn't. No. He fought the Daleks twice, I think. I think there's only two Don ba Tom Baker Dalek mm -hmm. series, and he's fought the Cybermen. I don't recall Tom I Baker facing the Cybermen. Does. He eats jelly babies a lot. Yeah. He's in. <laughs> he's and hangs out with Unit. He's sort of in the Five Doctors, except he isn't really, and the Cybermen are in that, but... The fourth Doctor doesn't meet the Cybermen in the five Doctors because he's not really in it because Tom Baker refused to do it because they didn't pay him enough. <laughs> so they used a clip from Sharder. It's one of the many times that Sharder actually has been broadcast. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think the point I'm making is, you know what, people have every right to not like this season of Doctor Who. There are things to hate about it, which I can get to. The last episode. By the oh, my God, the worst. Um, but... Honestly, if you hate Doctor Who because if you hate this Doctor because it's too PC, then you're odd. I'm yeah, afraid. You, then, then, you, then you you either haven't watched Doctor Who before or you've misunderstood. And I think as well, it's like yeah. how dare they try and cover Black history and Indian history when it's meant to be a British thing? Because uh, I'm sorry, we caused the partition. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. like to remember yeah. our history. I think it's yeah, I think it's important to remember actually, and, and yeah. I, we'll, we'll we'll try and keep some kind of narrative thread going through this. So we'll come to Deems of the Punjab later, I think, as a story. But I think it is kind of important that we acknowledge that the partition of India is British history because mm. we did that mm. yeah. and we didn't do it very well and the great thing was I le I've learned so much from yeah. Doctor Who this yeah. season as well yeah. so but before we get onto all of that because we must because it's important we actually haven't talked about Jodie Whittaker yet how's she doing how's she doing she's just fantastic she's brilliant she nailed the essence of the Doctor within the first what 35 seconds of her appearing on screen and it was just I, I'll be honest she, brilliant, she yeah. had me at the end of Twice Upon a Time with oh brilliant she had me at that yeah. yeah um and then she completely got me yeah as you say within seconds of her appearing in and i love actually that they had the the, the creative courage in the first episode to not open with the doctor yeah we've, we've had like 15 minutes of show before yeah. the doctor turns up all sorts of you know we've mm -hmm. met yaz we've met ryan we've met graham we've met grace yeah Ryan's fallen off his bike. Graham's had a go at him about dyspraxia. Uh, Yaz has sold a parking dispute and met Ryan and, dis and told him he can't leave that alien spaceship lying around. <laughs> and then the Doctor turns up. And I thought that was, that was great. That was really brave. That I reminds think. me of Eccleston's first mm. appearance. You know, yeah, he's not, he's not in the first quarter of an hour. And then she does turn up. And can I just say, she looks fantastic in Peter Capaldi's suit. <laughs> yeah, she does. She really wears that well. I... And the Dar Martins just like I was like, yeah. yeah, keep those. They're good. Clearly, yeah, clearly they shrank. Yeah, <laughs> he 
you a little bit. <laughs> um, and yeah, I love the energy. And I loved that she didn't know who she was, but she instantly took command. Yeah. Even though Yaz was, bless her, trying to. Yeah. And again, because she's Yaz and it's her job. Um, but I loved the... Um, do you know who, who... What's your name? No, Yaz asked her what her name is. Oh, I don't know. Now. And then she says, what's your name? Well, Yaz, Linda, Linda, my friends call me Yaz. And, so, and then Jody has a little speech. And, so anyway, Yaz, if you can do that, and I'm calling you Yaz because we're friends now. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was, and I love the positivity. And I love... And this is... This is a much, and I'm worried that I'm saying this because had it not been handled as well as it has, it would have been a cliche. Oh, the woman's caring. <laughs> but she is actually a much more caring doctor than we've had for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and again, just in that first episode, lovely little touches when they find the body of the guy in the garage. Yeah. And uh, Grace says, I'll go and get something to cover the body. And she thank you for that, Grace. And I'm sorry you had to see this. Yeah. And like, Capaldi wouldn't have said that. No. Tennant wouldn't have said that. You know, Eccleston wouldn't. Smith, you know. But Smith might, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah Smith yeah, might. Maybe, yeah. Depends um, on part of his job. Yeah, where yeah. in the arc. <laughs> and then when Ryan has to climb the ladder in the second episode, and he's like, oh, God, why is it always ladders? And she's like, really patient with him. And so, I'm, I'm sorry you've got to do this, but it's, you know, just put one, concentrate on oxyacetylene or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and then, But then she also sort of says... And I'm sorry to say this, Ryan, but we really do have to move up. You know, we have to do this quickly now. And she's not, pan, you know, she's not namby-pambying him. No. She's not wrapping him in cotton wool. Mm. She's saying, look, I understand your problem. Here's a, here's a, a technique you can use to try and deal yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, totally. But now you've got to move. Yeah. Because the bad guys are coming. Yeah, they've, not and we, to, they've not tried to make it eternal. We need to be no. up yeah. that skin ladder. But most of all, and I can probably say that, with, say this with this accent, most of all, I love how northern it all is. Yes. This is the big thing for me. I'm just like, I love this so much. Yeah. It's so I good. Think moving it from Wales to Sheffield has, has helped a lot. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's still, I mean, I mean, it was Cardiff pretending to be London, now it's Cardiff pretending to be Sheffield, but I don't care. And they have actually filmed on location. Yeah, does, you yeah. can't fake the Park Rise flats. Yeah, no. there's an And I love that Yaza's family lives in Park Rise. That's yeah. so good. Yeah, for the benefit of listeners, I'm a Donny lad. Um, so clearly, I hate Sheffield and all it stands for, but it's still nice. <laughs> to see the, the Sheffield... Next, the next valley over. The Sheffield, <laughs> yeah. the Sheffield Wednesday football stadium was in there for like a fraction of a second. And they've been to places I recognise. Yeah. So, you know, I love that. And I know I don't sound like I'm from Donny, but I am. So, um, suck it. Yeah, it's like me. I'm from Leeds. And, I'm from Leeds. And, and it's, it's nice to see people and hear people who sound like my family. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. It's so rare, unless it's Emmerdale... Or, you know... Sean Bean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, all we yeah, got. Yeah, Sean, Sean Bean, who just can't help it. Yeah. Oh, Basically, that's that's all we have. And we, there's, like... And now, on the international stage, there is Doctor Who set in the north, in Yorkshire. Yeah. yeah. Not, not Lancashire. Sorry. Not Lancashire. Thank you very much, finally. Something that's not in bloody Manchester. <laughs> claiming, oh, look, we're the north. No, you're not. You're the west. <laughs> we're finally... I'll let, me north, I'll let me north. Manchester, Manchester's allowed to be north. I'll give them that. They're just not proper north. They're not proper north. They're the wrong side of the Pennines. Um, <laughs> so it's nice. It's just nice. And also, for me, it's even better because uh, what's the awful man that we actually like? Bradley, Bradley Walsh. Walsh. <laughs> they said Bradley Cooper. I was like, definitely not Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Bradley Walsh is obviously from London. My dad's from London. So half my family sound like him and half my family sound like the rest of the cast. So for me, it's like being at home. It's lovely. <laughs> I really yeah. enjoy it. And I love, I love that Jenny Whitaker's a chat lass. Yeah. That's just awesome. 
I mean, just another wonderful actor from Huddersfield. Mm. Yeah. So going through the episodes then. So first episode, how do we feel about? Eat my salad, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> the most cinematic thing, like that, the the fact that they've now got. Um, the people that did Harry Potter as their uh, special effects Yeah, it's Dean now, isn't it? Yeah. They've got a special effects team who is phenomenal. And you just visually, instantly, it's like, you don't start with the Doctor. You don't notice you start with the Doctor for 15 minutes because you're so busy going, this is beautiful. It does look stunning, doesn't this it? This is so beautiful. I'm watching a film. What is this? And that just instantly sucks you in. Yeah. And it just, they made Yorkshire look great. Mm-hmm. Which, which I'm just going to point out is not it hard. It does. I mean, it's God's own um, country. But... No, it isn't. If God wants a country, he can bloody well create one. Yorkshire's ours. <laughs> but it is, it's, it's beautiful, and it is, looks beautiful. And then, you know, all the way through, every single starting shot, everything is just so well put together. It's it's the, just visually that shot, stunning. That shot at the end of the first episode where we've got, we're on the moors, and Ryan's on his bike yeah. in the distance getting... About halfway across the screen before it falls off, and Jodie Whittaker's kind of foregrounded, mm. but not right at the front of the, of the shot, just watching. Yeah, that's so beautiful. It's just a beautiful shot. Yeah, so nicely done. And all the the crane sections, just mm. really, all of that was stunning. It was like, wow, God, yeah. this is Doctor Who. Mm. This is not like bubble wrap on people's legs <laughs> and spray painted. Yeah, filmed in a quarry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bubble wrap does come back this season. It does. But... <laughs> um, I, I love the, the villain was it Tim Shaw Tim Shaw yeah. Tim Shaw I, do, I, I still can't remember what his real name was the teeth in his face yeah the teeth oh. things really freaky what, what I like about that yeah. is that that's a really really simple thing but it's so unbelievably gross and creepy uh-huh. it's just yeah. viscerally disgusting I have noticed as well so far this season every villain has survived so are they going to do some kind of Legion of Doom for mm. the for the obviously not Christmas special, the New Year special, where potentially they come back. But the Tim Shaw people were mentioned in the second They episode. were, they were mentioned yeah. in the second episode. So I wonder whether they may recur. I will. Might be re- I feel like they might be a recurring. There was also the person's sister that he was trying to find. I assume she's coming back or something. Like the, I can't remember... He was in... Yes, the guy, yes. The guy that died in the garage, he was looking for his sister. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like that that plot ended and it seemed quite important. I just felt yeah. like, I feel like that's coming back. Yeah, Although yeah. that was one they, of the most badass things that Dr. Hoogle has ever said. Yeah. When, when just before he kills the guy in the garage, and the guy in the garage says, yeah, I want to know what happened to my sister, and he just goes, well, you never, you'll never know, and then kills him. Mm. Yeah, it's just the most. It was such a a departure because normally the villain's like, ah, oh, cackle, cackle, oh, yeah. oh death. This is yes. just no, no, no. monologue for nine hours and then yeah. eventually do nothing um, while they get sonic in, into a coma or whatever. Um, not to sort of really panel, but like, really, come on now. We, it's it's been a quite, it, it's been fantastic and brilliant. And I love it and I have forever, but. I don't think we've ever had a villain be that Phillips. villainous. Yeah, yeah he's that. proper evil. Really, really evil. And then it was dark. That whole thing was bloody dark. Because, you know, like the Daleks are an evil species. Mm. Nazis. Um, <laughs> yeah, they are. Yes, um, but within Daleks, you know, you, you really... You rarely come across a Dalek that cheats. The Daleks do what Daleks are supposed evil. to do. They are lawful yeah. evil. Whereas this guy, yeah. this guy was from a race, from a society and a culture that we would find awful. Mm. And he was even bad by their standards because he was cheating. Yeah. You know, he, he, 
it's just chaotic evil. It's just this is yeah, this is proper just awful. He's just there's there's, there's nothing redeeming about this guy no. at all. Um, and I liked that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Yeah. Um, Episode two, I'm trying to remember. So that's the one with which was the, the when race. You get the Cardiff. Yeah. Oh, that I was such a lovely reunion. And a custard cream dispenser. Yes. Come on. I love it. I love the new TARDIS. And I, and I, I love that episode as well, because I liked at the end of, at the end of the first episode, we'd, we'd, we'd had Grace's funeral, which I note that the Doctor stuck around for. Yep. That's not like the Doctor. The Doctor normally legs it. Yep. I'll come back to other things the Doctor does as well. And then she isn't supposed to be taking people with her. She's set this thing up she's so that she can go and find her. Yeah. And then she accidentally takes them with and they end up in space. Yeah. Which is brilliant. And that's a fantastic cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. Given given that we're not having cliffhangers this season because they're not they're all standalone stories. Mm. That's a clever way to put a cliffhanger in. Um and then at the start and the next day they get scooped up. And again we start without the doctor. We start with Ryan and Graham. I don't think when I first saw that bit I was like, so the doctor's still in space. Yeah, uh, I was kind of going. You need to go back because the doctor's <laughs> yeah. still in space. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, Ryan, which Ryan and Graham are pretty vocal about. Yeah, actually. And then, then we see Yaz and the Doctor. They land on the planet, and then the spaceship, the spaceship crashes, and they finally find an excuse for having a crashing, crashing thing coming from the sky, and people on the ground running away from it, and not just running in running the sideways, yeah. running sideways, because they actually were running down a ravine, so they couldn't. Yeah. yeah. And so I kind of liked that. That was clever. And again, beautiful, ridiculously it's beautiful. It's stunning. Is it South Africa that they've been filming? Yeah, that was that was that was shot in South Africa. Yeah. Stunning. Um, then we discover like what this rally is, and we meet the villain, who was fabulous. What's that guy's name? I can't. Malik. Yeah. He's because what I really liked about that was the way he sort of just dismisses the Doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, at some point, he says, "I'm I'm really sorry, but I can't tell him I'm sorry about that." And she says, "No, you're not." He goes, no, not really. Yeah. I, I just loved that. He was just an unapologetic Yeah, gold. just an arse. He was, yeah, he was just, he was just an arse. He was dicking with them because he could. And we haven't seen the end of him, I don't think. I'd be surprised if we don't see him again. But yeah, and then we learn about the blue people with the teeth in their faces again. Yeah. yeah. Um, having murdered, like, a whole planet of, of the girls. Yeah. I don't know her name. She was, like, a NPC. So, uh, you know. Um, so he, that does bring that link of the same character's the possibility well, that they're existing. And and what's quite nice, I, so far as we haven't seen a previous villain, yeah, a previous no, evil, yeah. Well, but an evil has been set in place. Yeah. Like, we know that this exists at this time in space, like, in our current real 2018 time, there is a, a villain in space that exists, and there is also space far, 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 far away on the other side of the galaxy with, like, life and people living their lives being terrorised by these same villains. So they are a far-reaching evil, um, which I think is a good like groundwork to lay to build yeah. on for later yeah, I like it. so I yeah I think I really liked that there was a follow through with the villain from episode one to two and what I also liked was um, Ryan got his hero moment <laughs> when, when he, he, he clearly thinks you know I'm a man we're in a dangerous situation I've, I've got a gun now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've played Call of Duty my entire life this is my moment to shine and then he runs out and he blasts everybody and then he runs out and energy or bullets or whatever and the robots of course reboot <laughs> and he's just running back going where's the reload where's the reload yeah. I love that and I, I like that she has that thing where she just pokes them in the throat yeah. and then they stop well, how I much, forgot what that's called how much do I love because I, I haven't forgotten what it's called 
How much do I love that they brought back Venusian Aikido? That's and this it. is from Pertwee. Pertwee, yeah. Uh, come on. And yes, but it's not the Venusian Aikido that Pertwee was using because that was all very. Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, did, did fairly... you know, I just did the Austin Powers arms for anyone. I'm fairly sure it's <laughs> where Austin Powers got it's it from. It's chop, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. just that, it's almost like the Vulcan nerve pitch. It's just. And I, I, it's just such a, yeah, a subtle technique. A much more gentle version of the Xenomori Princess thing, where she goes and punches them in three places, and they just go, mm. and then she has to punch them again to make them not die. Yeah. So it's a much more gentle and pleasant yeah. version of that. <laughs> I really, I really, I think, again, it's, it's, it's a very doctory thing. Yeah. I think, which I love. I like the, fact like the, the banana shoes. plantation, but you know, it's that whole thing of, of pacifism coming through with the doctor. Like everything's about well, straight away, no guns, no yeah. guns, no guns. Well, and I love actually just to, to to throw back when she, to the first episode when she makes the Sonic and she says it's a Sonic screwdriver and well, it simply does more than that. It's more of like a Sonic Swiss Army knife, but without the knife bit because any losers carry knives. And it's you know, I love that. Yeah. yeah, and it's made of Sheffield steel. Yeah, yes, I like that little nod. As now well. with added Sheffield steel. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't want to go over every episode because obviously we're going to go over everything yeah, yeah. at the end of the year. But we can't not talk about the Rosa Parks. Well, no. So. I, because this, for me, right up until Demons of the Punjab, um, so it didn't hold the title for very long, I'm afraid, but I think probably the best historical Doctor Who. Yeah, it's stunning. Because the, the approach. The, cause when I saw that they were doing a Rosa Parks episode, I was really worried, because there are so many ways you could screw that up. You know, any, any way that they tried to suggest that Rosa Parks did what she did because she was inspired by the Doctor would have been crass and awful and deeply insulting. And they did the exact opposite of that, which I thought was great. It was There was somebody there who wanted to change history and all the Doctor and her companions did was make sure they didn't change history. Yeah. And that moment on the bus at the end when Brian wants to get off to stay there. and they realise that, yeah, and actually, no, we're white. We've got to stay on this bus because if we don't stay on this bus, she won't have to stand up because there'll be seats for other white people. So we've got to be white people occupying these seats. And Graham's intense discomfort at that because Graham's first instinct is to be a white knight and make a stand and not have that happen. And in fact, no, this is not your fight. You can't do this. You're, this is not something for you to do. It was such a noble episode, I think. It's been Best way to describe it. Right. It felt a little quantum leapy. The fact that there was an evil leaper trying to change things, and, yeah. and they were obviously trying little to undo that. Honestly, but, again, I kind of wish they'd found another time travel MacGuffin rather than evil Bruiser from space. Who again is still out there? Still out there. Still out there. And we don't know where Ryan sent him. So, and I loved that. And actually, that this was Ryan's episode for me when he, uh, meet, he meets Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King and he's, he's invited in and he's talking to Martin. Thank you, Martin Luther King. <laughs> well, yes. Well, yes, Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't he at one point say my grandma would have loved that as yeah. well? And it's just like, yeah, oh, oh stab a, me in the heart again. There's a, a lovely bit. There's a lovely bit where, where um, again, all the feels, where you say, oh, my grand's a big fan, was a big fan of yours. And Dr. King says, oh, was she in my congregation? No, I'm afraid she passed recently. And, and it's just... Mm. Because, of course, for him, it's like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's not long ago. It's a couple of weeks at most. And then when he sends... He uses the villain's time gun thingy to send him as far back into the past as he can. Because that's where you belong, being dinosaur. 
Um, he isn't quite what he says, I'm paraphrasing. Um, but then he goes, well done, Ryan. Nice job, Ryan. And I, just, I love that. I just love that. And I love the little chat he has with, with Yaz. Yes. When they have to climb out the window of the hotel because it's yeah. whites only. Yeah. And they're hiding behind the dumpster and... I think that was the scene that, for a lot of people, just like it's, you know, it's it's just showing that everything that was happening in the fifties still, yeah, still. a lot of the stuff they've done this this season with that and um, just generally actually is just like stuff people really need to to hear and acknowledge, you know, and obviously Demons of the Punjab is something that I think we as British people need to acknowledge like yeah. we <laughs> did that and then like you know uh, yeah we we made a really big fuck up and it affected a lot of people's lives and I mean, people died i think in fact i know we trying to do good whoops i know like, the, why 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 were we involved at all i know the um uh, this is pc nonsense brigade have kind of said oh you know he's rubbing it down rubbing it all down our throats kind of thing i actually rather liked the way they didn't mm. i mean you get i mean i i didn't know i do now because i've looked it up since i walked up to who uh, but i didn't know a lot about the partition of india i yeah. knew it happened and I knew that it was bloody awful, and I knew that a lot of people had died, but I didn't know the details. Mm. Um, I think so much is forgotten, isn't it? And yeah, like, it's uh, not taught in schools, and people don't they, know. They have, you know, they have a character who says, "Oh, so you know, you, you basically thrash this out in six weeks, and then sort of fine." And actually, that's what we did. Mm, yeah, because we just fought the Second World War, and we were pretty sure there was going to be a civil war in India, and we didn't want to be involved because we didn't have any money left. And that's kind of the reason the partition happened, and it wasn't well done. It was rushed, and I love the reference that um, oh god, what's his Prem Prem um, makes um, about his brother. You know, he's been listening to too many angry men on the radio. Yeah. yeah. I mean, bearing in mind that this is a this was an episode written by a Muslim writer, um, or I don't know if he's a practicing Muslim, but a Muslim background. Mm-hmm. At least. Um, you know, that resonates because there are far too many angry men on the radio. He yeah. says making air quote things now, it's which the listeners cannot see. <laughs> radio gold, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, you know, and, and actually, I think the, the, the analogues between radicalization of young people now, both by Islamic extremists and alt right, far right extremists, you know, the angry men on Twitter, the angry men on YouTube, YouTube and the internet, and your info wars and your this and your that is right there. Um, and I, I love the scene at the wedding when Yaz's nan, whose name I can't remember, says to the brother, you know, I, I just want to acknowledge that you know, all the work you put in while your brothers were away, you know, you toiled in those fields, you worked your heart out. You are the reason we still have this, farm. this land. Yeah. And he just says, I didn't do it for you, I did it for me. And, and my brother that didn't return, and my and brother that failed. shouldn't have, yeah, and I was yeah. just like, "Oh, ow!" And what, a, what, a, what oh. a wonderfully succinct way of demonstrating how the partition ripped apart families, mm, yeah, uh, and how that conflict between people who had been neighbours for generations and who'd had no beef—that mm. was a really bad phrase to use, <laughs> given that half just, of them were Hindus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> had had no argument yeah. um, with each other, and then suddenly, because of politics, because of bullshit politics, perpetuated yeah, by white of, people far, far away, because as well, of, like, <laughs> and, and because of angry men on the radio, and suddenly people who'd been neighbours and friends for generations are now not 
and you know and i also really liked not again the doctor couldn't fix this mm-hmm. and didn't do a david tennant and say fix point in time i'm sorry i'm so so sorry she just resolutely said right we can't do anything about this we've got to leave yeah and it was not a sectarian killing in the end. It was Hindu and Hindu. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. And it was brother yeah, it was. and brother. Yeah. And it's just... And there's that realisation that, that Prem has when he realises that, no, he's not holding them up. He's not getting out of this because my brother is going to steal my land and my wife's land. And there's nothing I can do about it because of these assholes on horseback. And I served in the army with you yeah. and we made a good team and now this. But hey, kid show. Yeah, yeah, right? Um, but do you know what? Genuinely, doing its bloody job. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it was conceived as a show that would educate children about history. That was the point of it. It was not supposed to be Monster of the Week. And I think now it's educating about history and making them think about current events. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is yeah. really, really And cool. also, perhaps, um, being a little bit less hoorah about British history. Is that hoorah WHO? Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm as patriotic as the next guy. Depending on who the next guy is, it's Jack, so I'm probably fine. Um, oh, you're far more patriotic. I think it's really important that we start to acknowledge some Because the history I was taught at school, right up until GCSE, when I Mr. Joshi, who, as you can perhaps guess by his name, um, was less inclined to be all jingoistic about the empire. But prior to that, the history I was taught was, look at the amazing things that the British did when we went abroad and educated the foreigners. And it's really important that kids see that that's not what we did. (laughs) Um, And and who is doing his job? It really is there. And I'm kind of proud of this season for doing that. Really keen now to see this Kablam episode just to see how terrible it oh, is. Yeah. Oh, Do you know what? I, will, I just want to talk about spiders for a minute. Sorry, to move back yeah, to spiders. Yeah. Yeah. spiders. Because spiders is set in a hotel and it still manages to be ridiculously beautiful. And it's set in a mm. tower block and a hotel and a you know and you've you've suddenly got like family and the fact you know Yaz turns off to the doctor and goes, "Do you want to come in for tea?" And Doctor Yaz says, "Yeah," which again is. Tea at Yaz's. Brilliant. Yeah, which is, again, the doctor's always like, no, I don't do that. No, I don't do that. She's like, yep, come on, let's go. Let's have tea and biscuits. And I loved that. And that was great. Um, and I also loved the fact that it was... Capitalism was bad in that episode. It was. Capitalism bad in that episode. It is, oh, no, you're destroying the planet. You're also, giant spiders. I also liked the fact that they had a... It's true. A really obvious Trump analogue. Oh, my God, he was. Who then slagged off Trump as well. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it, was a, it was a really obvious Trump analogue. And then they get in at the end that he hate, he might run in 2020 because he hates Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, and, and I love the fact that the spiders weren't evil. No. They were just spiders doing spidery things. It wasn't their fault. They were massive. Um, and I love the fact that giant spider in the ballroom yeah. that's dying because it can't breathe because it's too big and that's how spiders breathe. That's, a, that's true. That's a yes. And yeah. a, thing, a thing that always that people have always said about like the 1950s invasion of the giant spiders movies is the spiders that big couldn't exist. Mm. And here we have it. Nope. Definitely can't. Definitely dying. Didn't yeah. like Doctor Who doing his job. Didn't like the ending of that particularly because I'm not entirely sure that locking all the spiders in the panic room and letting them starve to death is more humane than any other choice they could have made. Uh, I like to think that the Doctor came back and took the planet, took, took the 
Panic Room out. Because the Panic Room out took it to the planet of the spiders. I'd like to think that happened. I've had cannons there. Okay. Um, Fair. Yeah, I thought it was good. And I I loved Yaz's mum. Yaz's mum was amazing. She used to be Coronation Street. She did, with Bradley Walsh. Yeah. Um, and I loved. I loved. I was a student. I watched a lot of shows. Was she in Dinner Ladies as well? Yes. Yes, she was. She was. It now bothers me that the little young Asian woman at Dinner Ladies is now somebody's mum. Is Yaz's mum? Yeah. She was really young. Yeah. Not just somebody's mum, but the mum of a serving police officer. That's messing with my head in all kinds of ways. I'm 46 and it sucks. But I, but I loved her, and I loved her. I love her family. I love her. She, she I love her sister. She goes. I love her sister. Yet looks up from her phone. No, I, she has that, I love when Yaz's mum goes to the doctor. Did you two see each other? And the doctor's like, No, I don't think so. Are we? <laughs> and then when Ryan comes round, you two see each other. She's clearly just desperate for Yaz to get off with somebody. <laughs> oh bless! That's a I good love one. That. Go on. <laughs> I love that. That's so. Yeah, it was just lovely. I, I love the family. I think it's great. Yeah, I, I, and I love that for the first time in a long time, we've got a proper family in the background of Doctor Who. Mm. It's not like, I mean, we had we had Jackie Tyler, but she was almost a companion by the end. Jackie um, bloody Tyler. And we had, we had Martha's mum. And dad, and dad's girlfriend, and brother. Reggie Yates played the brother, which I just remember vividly. But they they didn't resonate in quite the same way as Yaz's family. Yaz's and family... Yaz, uh, no, and, and Martha's sister as well, who of course was in that episode with the guy that made himself really young, and I can't remember his name, but he writes it too. He wrote part of the show. He's a oh, Margaritis. Thank you, Margaritis. Yeah. That episode where he went from being an old man to a young man. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. his sister's in that. So there was there was bits with Martha where the family were very involved, but they didn't like they weren't like a warm and cuddly yeah, lovely they didn't family. Have, they didn't have the... Uh, they were from Sheffield. No, yes. obviously they were from London. Yeah. There you go. You see, there's your problem. That's the problem. Sorry, London. <laughs> North, I'm really sorry. I'm I'm going to have to get going soon. Um, it, it being school night and all. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Wrap up. Well, we're not we're not going to do a blow by blow episode by episode. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll save that for the, the we'll new save everything week. else. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not going to talk about Kablam. I think it's the best if no one ever does. Because yeah, I think I, I think I will never speak of it again. Oh, it's so um, bad. And it could have been so good, and it had so many wonderful touches and so many brilliant moments, and it... It literally shot itself in the face in the last ten minutes. Yeah. Like, why? It, I can't, I'm so angry at it. it. I can't wait to see this. Yeah. Yeah. No. It is literally well. like, yeah. capitalism's great. It's, it's Work till you die, kids. It's worse than that. Oh, God, they could have done it in so it's many better than, ways. The Doctor... I love how we're not going to talk about this, but we're both so the, angry. The, the Doctor at the end of Kablam is the least doctory. Oh, awful. She's so been bad. all season, and she's less doctory than any of the other Doctors ever. And that is not Jodie Whittaker's fault. That is terrible, 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 really terrible, shit, terrible writing. writing. I'm really... I, I, no, I hadn't quite realised how cross I was. So do you think this was one that was made for the Americans and not for... No, 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 it's no. made for nobody. It makes no sense. It's so bad. <laughs> and again, it, it's so almost there. There is a, You could even have had Charlie be the villain. But right, okay, from the start, from the start, it makes no sense that you would need to employ human beings when robots can do the damn job, just have a utopian society like Star Trek. That made no sense. Actually, yes, and the whole point of Charlie going about workers' rights and why can't, why is it only 10% of people have got jobs? 
was to enforce more employment of people when robots could do the fucking when, job. Yeah, if, yes, it people, made no sense. People don't need to have jobs. <laughs> yeah, so because robots can do everything for them. So so we don't need an economy like the... Like, no, capitalism bad. We know capitalism bad. Why we do you make an yeah, we don't, capitalism good? We don't need a capitalist economy. We could, Yeah, you, this, this could be Star Trek. And it isn't. And why isn't it? That's silly. It's made hats so incapacitated. <laughs> no, I really want to see this. Yeah, I rarely see, see you speechless hat. Like, oh, it's so awful. That episode just really... And the thing is, Liz hasn't seen it because she was cooking and she was in the kitchen and something was happening and the dog stole her steak and it was just a really bad evening for her all around. was cooking a Tom and Jerry cartoon. <laughs> that was my life whilst trying to watch that episode. And I watched it and she was like, I missed the whole episode. And I was like, don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> and I literally, I'm going to try and make it so that she avoids seeing it at all costs because it just ruins everything. Yeah. It's, 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 wonderful. <laughs> it's so bad. It's awful. It's, it's one of those episodes, it's funny if you don't think about it and then the second you think about it, you can't stop thinking about it. Mm. And, you <laughs> and you don't want to think about it. So enraged. Wow. Don't watch it, Jack. I have to now. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. I feel like you should suffer too, guys. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Really, no, like I'll what, Jack, in, in all seriousness, because I know you've only seen the first episode. Yeah. Don't make Kablam the second. episode. Okay. Really, you have to watch uh, the Rosa Parks and you have to watch Demons of the Punjab. Yeah, at the very yeah. least, you need to watch I, Rosa and Demons of the Punjab. And you have to see the Pating. Oh, I love the Pating. <gasps> The anyway, I'm sorry, we have to get going. But yeah, the Pating. Yeah. We're just going to say the Pating was clearly the merchandising opportunity mm-hmm. yeah. for this season. Uh, I expect to have a plush Pating in Destination Venus before too much longer. <laughs> right, Steve has to go. Uh, so shall we wrap that there? Let's do that. Okay. So from the slightly creepy. I've just spotted cats and chickens. It's just getting former, worse. Former Destination Venus. I know. What the fuck are they? <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you know what? Just so you can see what, what we're all swearing about, um, I will put take a three sixty. Yeah, uh, I will put some photographs. I will put some photographs on, on in the show notes. Uh, I bought so the builder. Oh yeah, that's bought the builder. Very Russian. Yeah, which which clearly will not be sold. It's part of the private collection because the artist that did that in no way had a Bob the Builder license. <laughs> <laughs> the BBC have not had final say on that. Oh, I think it's fair to say I've got Spider Man one at home. That again, will never be sold because <laughs> the artist had no discussion with Disney Marvel or definitely not Disney. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, thank you guys for coming. Thank you so um, much. Thank you. It's nice to have the podcast back. It's been lovely doing it again. Um, apologies to the listeners to the sound quality because this was recorded on my phone because I've broken my laptop. We will see you next time for the Geese of the Gates, which hopefully will not be eight months away. <laughs> um, we will try and keep this regular. And yeah, uh, until next time, we'll see you at the gates, guys. Thank you for listening to the Geeks at the Gate podcast. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeks at the gate or contact us on twitter at geeks at the gates or contact us by email on mail for geeks at the gates at gmail.com that is the number four not the word geeks at the gates is a production of venus rising media and is proudly made in yorkshire
see what they're trying to do with the with the latest episode, but fucking but hell, wow! Did they, they just? It was like, yep, we're going for it. We're going for no, no, bollocks. I mean, I quite like <laughs> I like the bait and switch aspect of it, where the people you think again they've done it, where the people you think are going to be the villain, ah, the every time, and then the the villain the, the, should the, not have ever been a villain. The, the villain, the villain is the guy talking about workers' rights. Nope, capitalism is the hero here. Nope. Oh no. Whoopsie. Nope. <laughs>